Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing China and emerging market equities. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined by Chikai Chen, Head of Emerging Market Equities. Welcome, Chikai, and thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Good to be here. So if we look at the performance of emerging market equities relative to developed market equities over the last year or so, in fact, the underperformance that we had uh, certainly last year and a bit of the year before, and even the outperformance we've had this year has actually almost entirely been driven by China. That is, the under and that performance has been China's under or outperformance. And if you look at then the rest of EM equities versus developed market equities, it's more or less been in line. So clearly, China's been the fulcrum uh, around which everything is pivoted. If we start with some of the factors that drove that underperformance previously, of course, the restrictions around COVID, the crackdowns or restrictions on property market, similar restrictions on several companies in the tech sector, and then geopolitics. And it seems that really all of those four factors have improved and turned around. Uh, of course, we have the reopening. We see government support now, again, for the property market. The tech crackdown seems to have ceased. And it looks like China and the U.S. are trying to get along a little bit better. So that's the good news. Otherwise, if we think about the global macro context, uh, certainly a drag for parts of EM last year uh, was the rise in the dollar, the rise in U.S. Treasuries. But very clearly, we've seen uh, that reverse so far this year. So going from a headwind to a tailwind. So really a a pretty good context if we think about the outlook uh, for China. So first question then, Chikai, uh, what is the lifting of the zero COVID restrictions and the reopening of the economy mean for China's outlook in the near term and a little bit further than that? Sure, good question, Daniel. I think actually the four points that you mentioned earlier, you can probably reduce it to one major policy change, which is um, post the party congress uh, in late October and in early November, it has been a very abrupt change to basically support economic growth as the key development over the last three months, if you take a look at it. Specifically, the first two policies that you mentioned, right? Uh, one of the things to uh, bear in mind is that these are internally imposed policy and they were removed. There had been a complete uh, U-turn on uh, zero COVID policy and the crackdown on the property sector, which lasted almost, uh, uh, almost three years now, has also been largely reversed. So the zero COVID policy U-turn was the most significant move. And I think this caught most of us watchers by a surprise. The resulting infection from the exit wave was massive, but also laid the groundwork for a very rapid exit from uh, zero COVID policy. Previously in say mid-November, we are still thinking about whether there will be a reversal of this uh, as infection risk goes up further, but it seems very clear now they are all in for the reopening and that's good for the surrounding economies, which I'll touch upon in a bit. And now we have seen that uh, after two and a half months, uh, well, actual data is scarce from what we can see that most provinces are indicating that infections are on the wane. And we can also see concretely that domestic travel during Chinese New Year has rebounded strongly, which is positive of services and consumption. And on the property side, 
we can also see that they have largely effectively unwound the prior three red lines on leverage and importantly are directly backstopping some of the largest developers with financing and liquidity. This has also stopped the further financial deterioration of the largest Chinese real estate developers, but it remains to be seen whether property sales can recover after the steep decline that we saw in 2022. I mean, we all now have had enough experience with lockdowns and reopenings really to, to understand that now that the restrictions have been lifted, you know, you really should see a pretty quick rebound in the economy. So certainly encouraging uh, for the outlook for the country itself. If we step back a bit and think about the impacts more broadly in Asia, uh, everyone's looking, I think, for the return of Chinese tourists. Uh, certainly a lot of countries uh, and hotspots are, are anticipating that. Uh, we think about exports in general to China. Uh, what are some of the themes you see in terms of the regional impact? I think specifically for the nearer neighbors in Asia, these recent developments have uh, obviously sharply changed the economic outlook from just three months ago. The resumption of travel is clearly going to be very positive for some of the more dependent Asian economies, for example, like Thailand. I do think that it will take some time for Chinese tourism to resume the to pre-pandemic levels. But a U-turn, a firm U-turn in the zero COVID policy uh, has basically brought forward this resumption of outbound tourism forward by probably six to nine months. So this is a significant tailwind uh, for economies of significant tourism dependency. Then for the rest of, uh, say, more commodities exporting economies, not just in Asia, but around the world, faster Chinese economic growth will likely increase its imports, which is beneficial for global emerging market economies, particularly those endowed with energy or materials endowments as the year goes by in 2023. As you pointed out, this has been a, a pretty big change in, in what we all thought 2023 was going to be like compared to three months ago, uh, which certainly is going to have a big impact on, on how you're investing in the themes that you're looking for. So could you highlight uh, what you see now as the key themes for China, for emerging markets more broadly this year, uh, and then maybe talk about some of the sectors that you think are going to benefit? Sure. So aside from the China reopening tailwinds, uh, Asians and Emerging market economies will also likely enjoy more monetary policy flexibility going forward. Particularly in Latin America, the largest economies are likely at the tail end of the hiking cycle at this particular point in time, with a likely pause in the U.S. rate hike cycle. These economies are probably at a point where they can also likely pause their tightening cycle and maybe cut later on this year as well. In Asia, we are also seeing a more benign inflation outlook in most of the economies. So the fear that uh, emerging market central banks will need to tighten monetary policy in lockstep with the Federal Reserve has largely diminished. So this is clearly positive for economic growth support in emerging markets. In terms of sectors, we believe that for certain economies and certain sectors, the rebound in outward tourism will be certainly helpful. We have certain investment in companies that's going to be benefiting from this particular team. We are probably still a little bit more cautious on the pool on commodity demand from China reopening because of the high degree of investments that's already put in 2022 in fixed asset investment expansion in China. Because if you recall, in 2022, consumption growth was quite anemic even in China. So 
a lot of the growth came from fixed asset investments. So from that already significant base, we are not sure that there will be another, um, shall we say, the tailwind kicker from the reopening that will be as strong. I think all eyes right now is on the Chinese consumer to basically come out and basically spend, hopefully like what we saw in the other developed economies and other emerging economies when they exited zero COVID, for example. Very good. If I can summarize some of the key points that you made, Shikai, uh, you very uh, succinctly summarize all the factors that I mentioned at, in the introduction to just really one key point. And you, you pointed out that after the National Party Congress, that economic policy uh, in China fundamentally changed to support one thing, and that was economic growth. And a lot of the other developments we've seen since then uh, reflect that, that policy shift. So res- lifting of restrictions, uh, support for the property market uh, and so on. With the lifting of the restrictions, good news is we do see uh, infections waning, travel is rebounding, though you pointed out uh, it probably will take a while for travel out of China to return to pre-pandemic levels. And then you also highlighted how monetary policy this year now should be supportive after the hikes we saw in 2022, uh, really following on what the Fed is expected to do by lowering rates by the end of the summer. And the last point you mentioned, Shikai, was how this recovery may be a bit different than previous recoveries, perhaps less investment-led with less of a boost for commodity exporters, say, given that we already had a lot of fixed asset investment in 2022, and instead you're looking more for growth in consumer sectors. Well, Shikai, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me, as always. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. I'll also mention that Talking Heads is available on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash bnppam slash playlist and tap or click on Talking Heads. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris, and Shikai Chen. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care. This presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.